0: Get it on Amazon.
1: I wrote this song. Uh, my turn ons are satin sheets. The way champagne tickles my nose. Uh, I love to pee outdoors. Listen, you should follow me on Twitter. It's Jokes to Carl, the French duh, not the Ooh uh, uh, duh Let's watch a full length.
0: W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T, let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman and Carl, my fellow mate and fellow DJ. Hi, Carl.
1: You're me best mate, Mike. Thanks for having me on, unlike.
0: I'm me fellow DJ. Uh, Carl and I are broadcasting right now on MutinyRadio.fm. We do this every Sunday, 2 p.m., Pacific Standard Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We're also as a podcast by our acronym LWAFLMOYT. And we also are a video spectacle on YouTube uh, at our YouTube channel, LWAFLMOYT. Carl, that stands for Let's Watch a Full Length Movie on YouTube. We're going to oh. watch. Oh. And a full length movie someone posted. Like on the platform of YouTube? I'm nervous about this one okay. because okay. I have I saw a black cat cross my path. And I said, "Well, that's bad luck." And yeah. then the cat stabbed me. And I said, "Really bad luck, well, right?" It's, it's not, and then I, so well. I went under a ladder, and, uh, and then uh, this opium I took really took me under. And uh, <laughs> well, anyway, I, I don't want this movie to get pulled
1: from YouTube. I love it. Uh, uh, Carl. What what movie are we watching today? Today we will watch Kevin and Perry Go Large. <gasps> That's what you put in the YouTube search engine, but you use the ampersand, not and. Yeah, Kevin, you'll
0: be here all day if you use the and word. <laughs> ampersand, and Perry is P-E-R-R-Y, which is short
1: for periwinkle? Uh, no, uh, per uh, pers- I don't know. Percival. So it's go large, yeah, maybe. Kevin and Perry go large. Kevin ampersand Perry go large. It's 2000, but I don't think you need to put that into the YouTube search. I think
0: you'll find it. And we are looking for the full length movie, not necessarily its seminal original soundtrack. So make sure that we are looking for video of the movie and not individual tracks or the entire soundtrack. Uh, Carl, where can we find who's hosting the movie we're watching today?
1: We like the channel Zach Backler. Z-A-K, Zach. And then Backler, which is like back, and then L-E-R.
0: Sounds good. Well, I should also uh, mention that, uh, so here's what we need you to do. So what I need you to mention. The movie is called Kevin and Perry Go Large from 2000. We want you to type in Kevin and Perry Go Large with the ampersand for Anne. You'll see it. Uh, Our good friend Rex uh, Backler is hosting it. That's the channel. Click it, I just did that, okay. and then hit pause, move the uh, PlayStation 4 controller, or whatever controller you're using, to move the timer to the left, so you're at zero, zero, zero. We're gonna have a Celebrity Comedian Countdown segment. Carl has spoken to a celebrity comedian. I haven't heard this, but I know yeah. it's a celebrity comedian.
1: Scoured the country.
0: Oh my God, uh, and uh, he, it's it gonna me. be a uh, great, you can get to know a little bit more about the, the Celebrity Comedian. Celebrity Comedian will do the countdown. Uh it gives you enough time to find this movie. Get ready and join us uh after this celebrity comedian countdown.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, Paul Brumba!
0: Alright, get you make a lot of fun <laughs> real Alright, so let's get this started. I am, I am ready. It was a live show. We're very excited to have Paul here as our Countdown gentleman. Let's get ready to Brumbah, Ladies and gentlemen, uh,
2: let's get ready to Brumbaugh!
3: Okay, so let's get ready to Brumbah. And now, what you've all been waiting for, Master of the Descending Numerals, the Countdown King himself. Would you please welcome... Mr. Paul Brumbaugh. All right, guys, you know the drill. Put that finger right over that triangle and do it in three, two, one, go. That
0: was a terrific celebrity comedian countdown. Yeah, Paul one, I can't believe you got Paul Brumbaugh, right, right. our original Paul Brumbaugh. Did you get Paul or the
1: Brumbaugh? I got the Brumbaugh and Paul Clips.
0: So we're going to start off with Queen Anne. Uh, right in the now, this is
1: right. This is a historic drama. This is an English film.
0: Yeah, I noticed that. So of the course they'll be talking about Queen Anne.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Now this is where all the budget went to, I guess. No, you
1: know they seeing? did not build that castle. That is Dover Castle in England. But, it exists they, already.
0: But they did go to BBC Dover and say, "Can we borrow some yes. uh, Queen Anne costumes?" They rented yeah. Now, is this a true story about Queen Anne, or do they make this up?
1: This is a historical drama. You see, down to the puffed up cleavage, she's uh, this right historic, uh,
0: retail. You, you retelling. said British, historic, and down. And I said, oh no, not down to the happy. I
2: can't <laughs> oh, no. do it. I can't do it. Don't make such
1: shoe.
0: Oh, getting a little head. Thank you, but, Carl. Joke number one.
1: So what now he's getting, you know, the executioner's like getting talked out of it. Like, look at me. I'm young. I have years of shagging left. <laughs> I got years of sh- One of the great things is these accents. You know, it's too bad you're on the trigger of the sound because that. Okay. Now here's our hero.
0: Right. Uh, Harry. Ellsworth. Right. Ellsworth
1: uh it is harry enfield
0: now harry enfield had a tv show i knew that the one of the reasons why yeah yeah now so the premise of our podcast are these are movies uh, i heard about and now i get to see on youtube but i heard about this movie because of the soundtrack the soundtrack is the best thing in the world and then i was like there's a movie attached to this original soundtrack get out of here (laughs) what's the cvd is this like a audio like music videos of the of soundtrack?
1: you're right now this was a very influential kind of cult hit off of the soundtrack which as you know and i'm a big fan of too is called yip-yap music
0: a lot of yip oh can you demonstrate uh, uh yip-yap music
1: but all i want to do is do it me too me too all i want to do is do it me too. Me too. You know,
0: I oh. thought it was big girl, big girl, big girl.
1: <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, maybe it's me too. It's uh, a really complex song.
1: <laughs> Let's we'll listen when it's time. Okay, so what we're seeing is a 15-year-old having his fantasies. We weren't ha- seeing a historic drama. We are okay. Here comes Perry.
0: Perry, his best friend, his Garth to his way. Right.
1: right now, when I first saw. Harry, I thought this was a woman.
0: Okay. Oh, you mean like playing a female character?
1: I thought, no, it would, yeah. Oh, yeah, playing a female character. But no, I said, oh, no, it's a dude. And so I watched the whole film, it's a dude. And then I did the research, and I was like, oh! <laughs> it's a lady!
0: Kathy, Kathy Burke playing the male uh, 15-year-old best friend. Right. Harry.
1: And she you know- did in the original show. This is sort of like you know, like how Saturday Night Live sketch becomes a movie. That's sort of what this is for England.
0: Well, that's what kind of attracted my eye. Like, so I said, oh, there's a movie to this. And I said, oh, Harry Enfield, isn't he like the loads of money guy? Like, I recognize his name as like a force of pop culture in British, uh, I guess, 80s pop culture. But well,
1: he, he's got, um, I only pulled out the credits that like our American crowd would relate. Sure.
0: What was the American movie he was in?
1: Well, he was in French and Saunders in England in 87. But we know that name here, right? And he was in Black Adder as a narrator in 88. We know that, that doesn't all right. Well, then he was on a show called Saturday, Saturday Live. It was called, right? And which was a big one, 26 episodes. He was on that. That's kind of how TV got to know him. Then he had Harry Enfield presents Kevin's Guide to Being a Teenager, which was just a short. Then he had this show called Chums, Harry right. Enfield and Harry Chums. Enfield and this Chums. Is a sketch on it.
0: So he, he's like probably in his 40s playing uh, a 15 year old.
1: He is born in 61. So he's today, he's okay. So this show. No, no, but this was 2000. 2000 this movie. Right. 71, 81, 91.
0: <laughs> Close to four, uh, maybe 39, 30, late 30s
1: yeah there we go i don't know i suspend disbelief that these are two 15 year old boys
0: well i think it's funnier you no know, it's like that tv show on hulu pen 15 where the the leads mm-hmm. adolescents are played by grown-ups <laughs> and everyone else are, are, are age appropriate you know like it's the the humor that they go through of these like teenage boys it's funnier that these adults are playing these teenage boys because they're, <laughs> they're horrible people
1: Now, did you see the fish burgers, uh, doing the dookie?
0: Yeah, I did. Uh Uh-oh, the sign.
1: Okay. So they're buying a porno mag with their change and they're trying to be secret about it, you know, putting up their hoods and here comes a cop. And for some reason there's pressure on them, I guess just socially. A cop's not going to arrest. Oh, because they're under age. I guess that's why. right.
0: They're 15. And those magazines in Europe, you have to be at least 12 to, to. It's
1: funny. I've seen, this oh. is the fourth watching for me. Look at that English, uh, mailbox.
0: mailbox yeah. How did Dr. Who do it? <laughs> oh, that was a phone booth. British phone booth.
1: <laughs> like the genie in the bottle. To get oh, did
0: danger, thing. danger mouse lived in a uh, British. Yes. Mailbox. Right. Yeah.
1: So, so I guess it's uh, I. Wa- this is my third, fourth time watching it, and just like you were saying, they're they're grown ups, r- really. Yeah. They kind of look it, like even though I suspend disbelief. So that's when when they were buying a magazine, I was like, why don't why do they care? The yeah,
0: guy. Why? Is is the guy gonna scold him for not getting a subscription already? Yeah. You should know, you could use your credit card and. I get was a in brown
1: it. paper. Nobody that's will right. know. Okay. So the joke is they got caught by his father with a porno mag. They both had boners. No, no, he, he no, didn't they didn't have a boner yet.
0: Are we doing a, are we doing a voter, uh, account in this movie? How many boners erections we see The this film?
1: All right. I'm up for that challenge. That's that like a reasonable, but this
0: out. doesn't count when they're like lying on their, on their groin.
1: Well, no. Cause in the movie, they make a joke out of boing a lot. Yeah. So we'll count jokes, thick jokes, boner jokes.
0: So all he wants to do is do it. Me too. Me too. And he he figured because they're buddy, they're, they're fellow DJs, they can go to the Mediterranean island of Ibiza mm-hmm. and be top DJs and and do it.
1: So they just found in the porno mag they got that girls shag all the time in that. what's the name of the what is it called again Ibiza like look at this Ibiza. right and so now they're going to their parents saying can we please go to Ibiza and they're like of course not no what for what Let's spending that money get a job get a job you out know. and he's doing this like so funny stuff like that's so unfair. That's so unfair.
0: Like to have like a late guy a grown up guy to just acting like a 14-year-old on a base. Oh, Mr. Hey, Mrs. Patterson, can I get a ham sandwich? No, a jam sandwich, right? Yep, or ham. Yep, jam. So funny. So Garth. This movie's tough, Carl. Yeah. I almost I have to tell our audience, uh, being Mike Spiegelman, I almost well stunned Carl and say, let's not do this movie. It's too okay. good. It's too perfect like ripping strange brew how can i do that to myself
1: <laughs> well i mean it is funny like he's just run away from home and that's him running away from home he's in the hedge in the front
0: you know one of the reasons why i think this is a good bad movie is that the premise itself is a bad premise to have adults play children like pen 15 showed me that it's not true however there was a movie in the 90s called clifford with martin short playing like a precocious nasty little 10 year old who was like right the dentist to uh charles Crowden's mr wilson and it wasn't good it was just uh it was a really hard movie to sit through like really it took me a year to watch it
1: Uh uh-huh can i see it just for history
0: no it's one of those bad bad films and people love it there's a cult to it
1: is it the guy with the slicked up hair
0: oh yeah yeah right the ed grimley
1: yeah what i must say that oh i'm wrong he's not it's no not it's, that it
0: guy. is it's that actor but it's not that character yeah he's playing like he, the actor of the character is playing a 10 year old who's like kind of corrects everything he says like but it's obviously the actor the adult mm-hmm. actor but everything is like set up for size for him to walk around and act like a 10 year old Oh,
1: really so it's and, physical yeah
0: yeah, but right. these guys pull it off. Oh, this is like the ultimate teenage fantasy. It's like his funeral. Yeah, you'll
1: be sorry when you'll I. You'll be sad.
0: sorry. He's in oh, there.
1: Oh, he's man. in the
0: cap. Yeah. Pop and like,
1: yeah, I'm dead now. Yeah,
0: yeah. The yeah. parents are like, oh, if only we let him sample, right?
1: Right.
0: He wouldn't kill himself. That, uh, there that, he is. That right behind me,
1: and now he's going back inside. Oh, oh, you're the uh, worst. I'm not <laughs> a slave. Oh, I
2: can't,
1: yes. anymore.
0: So it was the same actors in the TV show who played the parents because they get a lot more to do in this movie,
1: not the dad. Uh, oh, the mom, yes. Let's see, there were cast changes. Okay, here, okay. Uh, Enfield, Kathy Burke, and Louisa Ricks, who you'll see later, return to their roles. Uh James Fleet, this father here, replaced Stephen Moore as Kevin's father. Uh James Fleet, who plays Kevin's dad in the movie, actually played his school teacher in Harry Enfield and Chums. Interesting. So, yeah, so he was in the original sketch. Different guy. So now they're on the... Proud to like find a job, and then right, that one.
0: It's like Step Brothers. They go out in tuxedos. So no, they go to the record store immediately.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Although the film received mixed reviews upon release, it's since gained a cult following primarily no. due to its soundtrack, and that's how Just- you found out, right?
0: Yeah. Oh, he's, oh! I thought he was jerking off, but he's just pouring. It's actually when they—it's re- like a reveal, Carl. I was misled. <laughs> I was bait and switch. He's actually switch
1: those, these writers. These writers.
0: he—that's he, all he thinks about. Yeah, like uh, the, the soundtrack is. I mean, this is one thing about this show. Like, this is a tough haul because it's all about the audio. It's all about the weird voices that they try to affect us as fourteen-year-olds, no. fifteen-year-olds. Um and the soundtrack is just every song i don't know i was watching blade trilogy all three movies right at once Why like
1: you do that to yourself is that the wesley snipes film it is
0: yeah sure because that's like i had never seen it in my life and i said i should watch them and then my streaming service is like you're never gonna see it on this streaming service you're gonna have to go to tubi i'm like i don't want to go to tubi they got ads yeah. and uh so i've been watching like a half hour of each of them and one of the things that that i like is this is the techno they embrace techno but there's right. a way of pulling it off this movie pulls it off yeah like right now the hardcore techno is playing or whatever what and-
1: let me hear yes yeah, yeah. yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. the autobus s the autobus <laughs> uh carl took ecstasy carl took ecstasy
1: Crossing XZ. Out of my mind. Out of my mind.
0: Yip yap.
1: Yip yap. Well, I know I'm just making a joke. Yip yap. You mean the- in the real world, this is a good soundtrack?
0: Yeah. Oh, no, because every song is like a class. <sighs> I think this is <laughs> Underworld King of Snakes. Man. All
1: right,
0: hang on. King what? of Snakes, King
1: of Snakes. A girl getting in bed. We're about to hit, hit one on our boner count.
0: This is a long extended boner. This kind of sets up the entire movie.
1: <laughs> Gets your boner expectations clear.
0: All right. So I don't know some euphoric mishmash.
1: That she, oh, so was she okay. in the show? Is she, is she the other one you're talking about? No, we're going to meet her on the island. Okay. I erection erection count one. Okay. Let me note it. One boner. <laughs> Look, he's pitching a tent, man. My goodness. You know,
0: uh, their their parents get into more crazy situations.
1: I think it has two N's, Boner, right? Otherwise, I'm spelling Boner.
0: No, it's Boner. like. Uh,
1: so it's one N.
0: Yeah. Okay. You, you've you seen Growing Pains with Kirk Cameron. His best friend was Boner.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's right.
0: And don't forget, because in, in Leave it to Beaver... Eddie Eddie's best friend was lumpy remember lumpy. like while Wally would hang out with Eddie and lumpy
1: so is lumpy mean like he's got a lump in his pants
0: that's what I'm thinking okay well I mean what does boner mean on growing pains
1: no but I'm saying slang. yeah you know what the slang boner is I doing?
0: think they got it they slipped it
1: in and leave the beaver <laughs> oh I don't think they had the expression beaver back when you know yeah yeah, sure they they did I don't know how did it. like somebody they like when did pussy and beaver come into play I think they
0: just had a rhyme they're just like leave it to Cleve leave it to Cleveland and they're like well
1: almost (laughs) there let's stay up all the night we'll figure it out so now he's lying of course to Perry Kevin is lying to Perry yeah I got slayed ideas
0: but they yeah, say like was, the girls come up and they call him out and they say so and so overheard you. But who yeah. we're watching him saying now? We're watching what? We He's did- saying it now to his best mate, right, and what? fellow DJ.
1: No, he I- said it before when he were, they were coming down the stairs. Oh, he said, Sleeping girl, they believed, and she goes, huh, and looks. Oh, like- so and that's- an there for a while. This director's name is Ed By. And in this film, there's a bunch of Germans, and he's, like, the lead German. That's his, like... Oh, here, oh
0: Isaac, here's their song. What did you think, think it was? Big girl. Big girl. Give because it a
1: you know, listen just one more time. Think me too. Big girl,
0: big girl. Or big up. <laughs> All right, now he's... Boy
1: you says oh, you shagged me no, no. the director's gonna make them all red
0: or the i think that's out. great i mean that's the thing
1: like how can i say like, how can i say this movie's bad this is a great movie <laughs> he's completely red
4: you i want
1: to you and of course at the end of the film she goes oh, i shagged him before he was famous <laughs> yeah i, I thought, thought she I was one of if you watch this show i will ruin this film for you
0: right i mean maybe you can pause this podcast and watch the movie but oh well (laughs) don't do it don't pause of it
1: they're going virgin now
0: what's the music playing right now is this from like is this oliver stone platoon The Simpsons made a reference in the early season. It's like there's a carnage of war and there's like withering bodies and that music plays. Like they're playing music connected to a war film as he
3: <laughs> well, <laughs> takes there, the escalator
1: up the mall. And it's the walk of shame. Sign for your father's package. And he goes, look at what he does. He ruins the thing for, he goes, fucking thanks. Now he's polite about it, but.
0: It's that British wit where he goes, thanks.
1: (laughs) Okay, so now we are at the bank, right? Mm -hmm. And their failures at getting a job and even doing their thing on the street for change. Now they're going to put what little money they made into the bank. Humiliated again.
0: Well, they have those credit cards, so they just want to get money off the card.
1: Oh, they're not putting...
0: No, they signed for their dad's new credit card oh of-
1: okay it's a bank robbery
0: right so he sits down on the uh, one of the put desk. your
1: hands up get your cleavage out
0: that's the director no what no. saying saying get your cleavage out
1: yeah
0: well, there it is
1: whoa now he, we get another boner count off of this.
0: <laughs> the <laughs> alarm set. is like right Whoa. under his crotch. This is a good movie. It's like, I feel bad talking about it. Like, the, check out the look that Robert gives. Like, he figures, he's, he's trying to calculate what's going on. So He sees the flashing light, and it's on this guy's crotch. So he looks down, and he sees a 15-year-old boater. <laughs> and he, he goes like this. You know, like, he just gives the guy a look, like,
1: now this is completely outside the real world it's just not believable that they would get they have
0: to get this movie going it's not more than 90 minutes this film
1: they got to get to this island just
0: yeah they got
1: we're going to ibiza but they could have done Mediterranean islands they could have done the same thing right it's just two seconds of a scene they could have done another reason why they got money
0: well that was the reason they paid that was the one that
1: worked Right. Yeah. <laughs> so Aww. they're going to the island, which is great, but so are the parents. You didn't think we let you go on your own, did you?
2: <laughs>
0: oh, the worst. Even That's- Perry. Perry oh. has a- Perry's one of those guys that has no parents. Who's like, crashed on your couch. Right. That's right. Yeah. Ow. Oh, and then he actually gets hurt.
1: Oh, oof.
0: oh there's uh, Queen Anne again. One thing I got to say, like in that fantasy up front, it's yeah. it has a scene in the bookstore with them going to get the new book written by Kevin. And I thought that was a nice touch.
1: For the ending.
0: Well, not to spoil anything, but at the ending, they're at a bookstore where-
1: yeah with yeah, book.
0: parents are signing the book
1: yeah and they're signing there oh, it's, it.
0: it's like mid, mid marriage sex life like, yeah
1: well now the, again
0: oh the song hang on this is my favorite mix all i want to do is do it
1: now we're in the club this backbeat is much better right right that's what i'm saying a big up I'm disappointed when they're in the real club and they don't say, oh yeah, oh yeah, all I want to do is do it. Oh yeah, oh yeah, they don't do that.
0: No, they do the cooler version, the, the chill mix, the, the chill out mix. All I want to do is do it. Yeah. The, yeah, you're high in the cloud, man. Did he
1: lift that off of the videotape?
0: Yeah, he did. And Well, he, he combined, you're talking about Eyeball Paul. From he, we're gonna him see combined him. he
1: combined them. He combined them.
0: Yeah, he took his parents' sex tape and the, uh, demo and combined it into a white label. It's all in the movie. it is Virgin's son. Yeah.
1: The internet cares very much that this isn't really landing in the island.
0: Well, can I give a full disclosure? I found this, uh, soundtrack at Virgin, uh, Virgin Megastore when Uh it was still open in San Francisco. So it's full circle. It was pure advertising. They were able to advertise in a movie that they sell in their store. Right. There goes bankrupt, but.
1: Oh, there we go. Okay. Yeah, the, this is the love interest. Now the one on the left is Lydia from breaking bad. Oh, with the, the pigtails, I guess. With the blue sunglasses, the one right. on the left. Uh, well, actually, they crossed in front of us. I guess now she's on the right.
0: Blue sunglasses. Oh, wow, yeah. so she's in
1: Breaking Bad. Yeah. Oh. Lydia. I guess I'll talk about her because I brought her up. Her name, okay, Candace. Candace, that's Candace. And she was in A Night's Tale. She, she was Lydia, I don't know how to say the last name, Quail. In Breaking Bad, she was in Vanilla Sky. She was in The Man in the Iron Mask. And she was in A Christmas Carol with Patrick Stewart. So that's our only Star Trek connection. Patrick Stewart is Captain Picard. I know it's a stretch. I have to present a Star Trek connection. Um, It is a
0: stretch. He's That's like a Christmas Carol connection.
1: Right. But, but it was played by the guy who was made famous as Captain Kirk. I mean, I know you know the connection. I'm saying it's stronger than you're giving it. Okay, this is Eyeball Paul, the greatest DJ in the movie. Right? right,
0: right. So they bump into him and then he says, yeah, sure, kid. Well, I'll listen to your demo. They're wearing not North Face parkas.
1: Well, they, they didn't. Okay, let's just get past Eyeball Paul. What he was was a fucking rude asshole to them. That's what he was. And they're like, he's the nicest guy.
0: Throughout this entire movie, no matter how many toilets they have to clean.
1: Yeah. I took a bag of crap last night. He was really polite. Oh, thank you, pieball, Paul. So I guess the joke is they're dressed for cold weather. and they're Well, reading- no, they're
0: like raving. It's like a certain look from uh, British pop culture history in the early 90s. Yet had a parka. You're happy Mondays. <laughs> they're dressed like Fez from Happy Monday. You wouldn't understand, you old, festering pus bags.
1: <laughs> you old, festering puss bags. Don't talk to your mother like that.
0: And he just nails, they both nail like being a god-awful adolescent.
1: Yeah. Like
0: boy, especially. Yeah, it scares me. Big Up, Big Up. I thought he was saying Big Up, but then the song okay, is listed as Big let's Girl. Google
1: it. Let's Google it.
0: All right. Computer. Here's my Star Trek connection. I'm going to ask the computer for information.
1: Working. <laughs> computer. Okay, so. Kevin and Perry, lyrics. All I want to do is do it.
0: C- it. Compute, calculating. All I want to do is it's do it. It's called
1: Big Girl. It's ca- the song is called Big Girl.
0: That's what I'm saying. It's Big Girl. And so I think they say Big Up. Like they're, they're like, uh, Wayne and Garth and it's like, awesome, you know?
1: Okay. Excellent.
0: Chewing. Big up. Oh, speaking of big ups.
1: Oh, do we have a boner count? No, it's two boners, right? So that's, that
0: counts as four now.
1: Okay. So those are two boners. So
0: three, four. They do the only thing that a self-respecting man would do on the beach (laughs) is to (laughs) dig a hole in the sand and dig it in there. So there's a parking company called North Face. Their jacket is called South Face. I just want to oh. bring it up one more time.
1: Yes, you're right. It's big girl. All I want to do is do it. Big girl, big girl. That's true. Because oh. I'm always wrong, man. I hate that. I hate
0: yeah, it. It's okay. Like, listen, All <laughs> I want to do it. Big girl. Big girl. So that's like nine words in the whole song. So I, I get it.
1: <laughs> okay. So now it's really funny because he's put on this. Oh,
0: I got it. Got, I'm telling you that I have this accent. But the girls have these crazy <laughs> accents as well.
1: Yeah. She's Scottish breaking down. Right now. She's pretending she's on the phone.
0: Oh, uh, they got like the gear is so funny. It's just like everything is like of a moment that's just, you know, like they nailed it. We, we watched a lot of, we watched some, uh, surf movies. We watched, uh, it's a Bikini World. And we also Why watched uh, World? one that took place in a ski resort. And this is like the same kind of thing, but it's funnier.
1: The one where the guy pretends he's his brother and he's a nerd. Yeah. Now the phone rings, so obviously she wasn't really on the phone. Anymore.
0: Oh, I thought she was so drunk. But this yeah. is the best part Keep too.
1: Embarrassed, just like them, you know.
0: Right. Well, they do They're have a little away. Well, they had the margarita, they finished it.
1: <laughs>
0: but this is a little hidden reality because he he pulls out a kipper and hands it to the waiter.
1: Yeah, that's yeah. right. Keep the change.
0: They're so in love. And there they are.
1: They're embarrassed.
0: Yeah. Now the part of this movie is just like how, so like in, in Blade, I was saying they play rave music and then there's a scene in the beginning where there's like a a rave in a meat packing yard and the rave music is playing and then they squirt blood from the sprinkler and everyone's like the rave music escalates. It's great. But then you watch like the third one, the second one. Oh, he goes, this is where he goes, ah, tranny. Oh,
1: here's the, there he is. Germans. Yeah. The director just passed.
0: It's a weird moment. He's filming everything. He goes, ah, tranny, tranny, and he starts pointing the camera at this, uh, at, at every the body, and then right away you hear st- stomping, and they go, "Look out, Germans. <laughs> but it's but funny right that, like here,
1: they, this will end up in the end of the film, okay? Right, they're
0: they're teenagers confessing, their... are yes,
1: yeah, like yeah. they're kidding around too, and they're like, oh, "I want to lick your tongue, Candace," stuff like that.
0: Right. And that's going to be, and Eyeball's going to use that in the mix.
1: Right. Let's ruin it. Don't watch, so don't watch then. So don't watch. Should, watch listen, if
0: first. you watch this movie, all you're going to get is the soundtrack and the, the oh. voice. Oh, here we go. Here comes the real point of this movie, the parents. This movie is about the parents getting their phone on.
1: No, he was getting videos of people kissing.
0: For right like, so then they see the parents who are really like stupid. obviously yeah, by
1: like, mistake yeah
0: but it. that's just the
1: start of it oh it's you're right yeah it set the tone like you had said before for the other i forget now now he's being so funny he's like, <laughs> oh, oh he's coughing <laughs> he's disgusting oh, like a water
0: for everybody
1: <laughs> now they're speaking great spanish, spanish yeah know, fluent but he's like disgusted by it instead of impressed.
0: Well, cause he's like, oh, uh, they'll have this me more. Boner count. Oh, voter count five. So that's five boners. Well, you'll see it cause five. he's going to have to leave. Five. Five voter. Boner
1: count. Voter count. I've made a cross hatch. Isn't that what it used to be called? Yeah, I guess. it? I never, I never thought it had a name. He goes, the wankers. And then Perry goes, yeah, we are, right? We, and he goes, no, me parents. And he goes, oh, right, that then.
0: Oh yeah, that wanker. All right, here we go, Cream.
1: Amnesia.
0: Oh, this makes me sad, like for Virgin Megastore and like going into record
1: shops and finding these compilations. Now, what we're seeing here isn't the real amnesia on the island. Now, they did shoot in the real amnesia, but right. but this is a fake thing for the movies. Now, here's... I no, Wait, eyeball, Paul?
0: Right, because he drinks vodka through his eyeball.
1: Right, and we'll learn that in person. That was really good. Now, you should know this actor's face.
0: Um, yeah, if you can't pronounce his name, you should at least know his face.
1: He was in a lot of things in... United States. Now, the reason you can't pronounce his name is because he's Welsh. Okay, so it's R-H-Y-S.
0: It's Rhys Owls, right? Rhys, Rhys, Rhys.
1: And then it's I-F-A-N-S. Rhys <laughs> Ifans, Rhys. was it Notting I think
0: Notting Hill as the roommate was his big role, but I also saw him in Formula 51.
1: Yeah, you're going to find a bunch. Of, okay, so they coincidentally pass the nerdy girls and they see that he's with eyeball Paul,
0: but this female Kevin and Perry version. So who they gets,
1: are impressed? They are impressed.
0: Oh, this is where he gets he gets uh grilled. He's like, "Do you like happy Gabbercore oh, or regular?" Oh, yeah.
1: "You guys are DJs ridiculous."
0: That's a garage. I'm so pumped up. Uh Puppet B- B- House <laughs>
2: <laughs> Blaring?
1: or commercial
2: company? stupid
0: Sasha Sash.
1: Wow, that was the <laughs> one.
0: The DJs.
1: But
0: yeah, I couldn't believe it. So I don't know who the other DJ was. I recognize Jesus, Sash. I think it's like Sasha or something. All right, get him in. Now, fuck
1: off. Right. He gives him the card though. And he says, come to my house tomorrow. Now they think, of course, it's for some music reason. No, they're going to clean the toilets. Right. Well, they're going to paint. They're going to paint brushes is in the cupboard. They're going to paint his bathroom. (laughs) Now It kind of doesn't make sense in the real world because.
0: They're just visiting.
1: Yeah. They're in a hotel, you know? Okay. So when you see the DJ booth, it's not the real inside of the club. But a lot of these shots are the real inside of the club.
0: Now, this movie is like 40%, 30% people dancing in club scenes like this. Maybe
1: Uh, 10%, 15%. Well, you're right. It's up there.
0: This movie's not that long. No. And And it's it's, it's mostly this. We're super long the end credits is great because you have the remix of that big girl song and it's like uh uh even more insane well because they they switch the music they go into like this mambo like cocktail lounge music and it's like well right. oh, i want to do is do it and there's like this peppy upbeat uh remix of it
1: now oh, this guy is great
0: i fucking love this guy no muscles No muscles. No. Muscles. no, muscles. no, muscles. no. no. Hey, now let's check out my mirror. Oh, look at my mirror! sees monsters. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> what a dressing down! Oh my god! Oh, no monsters.
1: Now fuck off, I.
0: Wow, that's like guys just stole the movie. That was Chris Farley. That's near their accents, because she's but like.
1: Yeah, me.
0: Yeah, me oh right so they're scheming they're going to get like if they hang out with kevin perry they can get in tomorrow
1: right well the first thing they're going to do is get all made up because she called he called them monsters so they're going to get sad. they're trying to make themselves feel better because that guy was such an ass right to their face and then later in the film we see them doing the same routine the same
0: stick he's pulling out the mirror oh
1: it's right here in his pocket right? right yeah so um And just like you said, they saw that he's best mates with eyeball pull. So they're going to get in tomorrow if they get the boys. But it's weird. Like they don't, they really are 15-year-old girls too, because they don't like hatch a plan or something. No. Oh,
0: there's like a suitcase guy. The guy in the suitcase. Refresh my memory. So there's, they're going to get vomited on at the Mm. club. And they're going to leave in disgrace, and the music from platoon's going to play. Like this is like some kind of war crime, and they're going to. He's going to go, boy, shirtless guy, boy, guy oh. in suitcase.
1: Right, right, right.
0: <laughs> there's a guy in the suitcase. We just saw the guy in the suitcase dance. So there's some president. The
1: guy with a suitcase.
0: He's inside the suitcase. His yes. legs are sticking out of the suitcase. It and was just, just these two legs. The...
1: how could I have missed that? Okay. Oh, how
0: could you miss this scene? Like, that, yeah. First
1: shock. sex. parents having sex scene.
0: Now, yeah, but where's his head and where's her? <laughs> you know, where's her groin? And we,
1: yes, it is crotch. Uh,
0: okay, get ready. I think he has a boner in this one. No, he doesn't. But Perry
1: would
0: Perry shows some oh, discretion. He
1: might have missed
0: it. No, he shows some discretion. He, he touched his pants, but he didn't. Uh, okay, okay. But, oh. That's pretty compromising if your mom's head is on your dad's lap.
1: <laughs> because they were not doing it, Perry.
0: Oh, this is why oh, Perry
1: times. only
0: done it once since it's an adolescent. Anyway, I guess we have to do it
1: uh, if we want to have our son. Icky, but you're right. Turn out the lights. I'll hold my nose. Oh, and. Then- I think there's too much throwing
0: up in this film, but you know, well, that's the thing about this film is that it's this soundtrack kicks ass and then the rest of the film's boners and just vomiting, <laughs> but it's all like, it all lovingly, they get back to the whole thing about Wait, techno, like
1: he's pushing us down. They're overhearing. Oh. Okay. Wait, he's seven sex. Enfield's wig's gonna fall off. He's gonna put his hand over his head, with the, pill- his pi- the pillow over his head, and duck down. And as he does, his hat with a wig connected to the hat comes off.
0: Insane. I
1: just wanna say, the techno, like
0: some of the Blade scenes with techno is really dull. Like, that music wow. doesn't really translate sometimes. If your film's not run, roll, run. Here it
1: comes, up. Oh, you did oh, see it came off?
0: I did see it. Oh. What do I see now?
1: Okay, so that's 1, right? right.
0: So so it's 6. 6. Yeah, the parents are completely just broken down now. They got matching uh bathrobes.
1: Right, and they're totally in love with each other and it's involving sex and they're saying, "Yo, gross" and stuff.
0: I think it's so funny because they're, you know, they go on this vacation with him and uh it's the best it, thing they've ever done
1: right, right yeah they have so they were play, singing wonderwall and she goes you've never even heard of wonderwall you're so old or whatever <laughs> um,
0: oh i like the oasis.
1: You never yeah, even you heard oasis
0: oh here we go now this guy is cool this is yeah, an yeah. interesting movie his his henchman is his driver He's a lot more, you know, he has a lot more nuance than they, they kind of let on.
1: Well, he absolutely feel right. You don't notice it until like he says, like, give him his tape back and stuff. Right. Like, yeah. He shows know, some really, sympathy. Yeah. When he reveals himself as a good guy, you're like, oh, yeah, because he did do this and he did do that. You know,
0: there He just drank some vodka okay. right through his eyeball. How did, how did the actor do that? I don't know. He must have really poured water onto his eyeball. I guess just water.
1: Yeah. Now this actor, uh, Royce Fans. Uh huh. Well, you already said Notting Hill. Right. But right. It at was... This time in two thousand, he was in the replacements, and there's in one scene he has to rush off quickly. Seriously, uh, they had to shoot it in one take because he had to get on a plane. He was oh, in. Is this your YouTube version or did they
0: digitize those generals?
1: <laughs> I don't know. I never it's, really it's so, saw.
0: It, everything's so like box pixelated anyway on YouTube.
1: You YouTube, know, we're it, trying
0: to watch illegal movies on your, on your service.
1: It is pixelated, but I don't know. This show is not about, right. It's about low quality and bad. Yeah, right. Well,
0: their budget went. We're flying to Ibiza and we're going to show you scenes from a rave. Like, you want to go. Like, if honestly, I would have to spend my summer in the movie theater, is what I could afford. It's Mm -hmm. the 15 quid to watch Perry and Kevin and Perry Gillards and fly over to
1: Ibiza. Okay. Now, because he's a DJ, he gave them earplugs, right? Uh Comedic joke here will be they have earplugs in, so they don't understand that they're really loud to talk to each other and hear each other. So their conversation is being heard by the whole beach. And
0: they're saying, let's pretend these girls don't exist and well, they like it. A-
1: right, they're talking, and they're also saying things about the girls that are, you know, like borderline complimentary, but still it's like behind their back. He goes, this look is- at the tits on. Now everyone turns their heads. This is probably
0: the most like typical scene you'll see in an American comedy like this. Like this this joke is really funny with them yelling all this mm-hmm. terrible stuff. But now they're gonna pee, right? No one knows when you take a pee in it's, the ocean. Right. Everyone pees in the ocean.
1: Right. And he's saying, You have to, it's the lol. <laughs> and it was I, a floater. Yeah, this is I can't even watch this scene. I I It's don't just a
0: fake shirt tied to the guy's back. It's Caddyshack's
1: Baby Ruth.
0: That goes right in his mouth. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, it's over. They had a, it's over. Thank Carl, you. Carl, come back, come back. They're at the lighthouse. Yeah, I know this movie, there's a little padding in this film.
1: Now they're sulking. And once again, we're getting their I'm in love, you know, I need Candace's poop or something stupid.
0: But it's cute that they all four of them kind of know each other. And like, yeah, they're not, they're not pursuing girls that don't know them.
1: Okay. So this Reese Iffens, right. He was in little Nicky. You remember that film?
0: Yeah. Right. Didn't he play like the, the evil
1: son or something? He plays Adrian and I think he was. Yeah. I forget. I, I did love that. film. I don't know if I loved it, but I, it's a weird film. It's definitely a weird film. Okay, but he was in the he was the father in my favorite film, such a great film, called Mr. Nobody. Do you know it?
0: With with Bob Odenkirk and the this bus stops and he gets the shit kicked out of him and then winds up he sh- kicks the shit <laughs> out of them. And then he gets out. He's like, You can start your bus now.
1: <laughs> no, that's who
0: nobody. are you? That's <sighs> nobody. You know, oh, Mr. Know? Nobody from the Fast and the Furious. He's Kurt Russell. Of course I know him. He's like, you gotta help me, Han. I want you to fake your death at the end of Tokyo Drift and then walk <laughs> into our cave in the ninth movie. Help me, it's me, Mr. <laughs> Nobody. Look, you- does
1: that count as a boner? He was hiding it.
0: Uh, yeah, you're right, I would count it. No, okay. I guess we have to see it.
1: All right. So now we're gonna get a great scene, a great scene.
0: Oh, I'll get the sound ready.
1: Let's. Yeah, he's gonna go, Hello, ladies, with this, like...
2: Nighthouse, oh, <laughs> ladies.
0: I've got boss and all the towns and all the world out. it's
2: night, is it? Yeah, you
4: shouldn't get a seat,
1: Are you deaf or something? Oh, ladies. <laughs> Nobody said, can you get us in the thing? Are you deaf? Yeah, we can get you in. Uh, right. Best mates with eyeball poll. Yeah, we know!
0: You know, right? Done. Man. They finish their drinks again and run off. Oh, but this is kind of cute. They're like, "Come on, you dumbasses!
1: Yeah. Come on, are you coming?" They do so that a couple of all... times. Right now, they're like couples, items, even though it's they're not really. So now they tell them to wait there while they get ready. Yeah, they're
0: not. A and couple. another. This? Do you think this scene is necessary?
1: Uh. No, I think it's disgusting, and I'm not going to watch it. Now, I have watched it twice. I didn't watch it the third. Oh, my God. I think I saw it.
0: Three. Four. Four zits popped. Five zits popped. I wanted the mirror. Six. Seven. That was a surprise. Eight. Ooh, that was nine on top of the head.
1: I'm not looking.
0: Uh, 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 Twelve. Twelve. Now nails. Meanwhile, they should have seen where the boys do nothing.
1: Yeah, because they do. They're downstairs waiting four hours. Oh right. So wait, does the one from the belly button count? Because I think that wasn't a pimple, but it does squirt us. Oh my god. Is it over yet? Oh
0: no, I forgot about the belly ones. Oh no, wait, here goes the Brazilian. Now those are that's what you call a best friend.
1: (laughs) No, but isn't the joke it's like from her back or something? i don't
0: know if it's from the back or the or legs or the legs, legs yeah Are oh, they still waiting all i want to do is do it me
1: too me too <laughs> oh
0: i hate being wrong big, big up. up is it big up or big cat uh big girl it's in the song
1: in, uh, the internet's a big girl i don't know oh, i
0: always thought it was like big up you know they have some catchphrases he throws a fit pretty well Come well, on.
1: Apparently the um, I'm Not Your Slave is a yeah.
0: catchphrase from the TV show. Oh, when he they ask him to get a job.
1: <laughs> now he's doing the monsters thing. Yeah. Right, here, right. He's pulling out the mirror. Oh, hello, eyeball Paul. And then
0: they just walk with him. Yeah. Now this looks great. I would love to be there. It's so funny. You talk about the credits at the end; it takes right. forever. Part of it is the joke is they have the the production crew on yes. the floor dancing, and they cut to like you know, this is the director Ed Bye. This is the guy who's the choreographer. Yeah, and That's,
1: that was real shots of the crowd in the
0: yeah. But it's like for, you can recognize the, the people in the craft because they're like forty years; they're older. Yeah. Also, do you like they must've got paid as extras to dance. They didn't go into a club, yeah. took the shot and made a movie around
1: it. No, they, 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 I mean, actually, I don't know. The internet didn't tell me, but I mean, it's a real movie. They, it's a real
0: like, movie, that, but this is just like minutes of after minutes. It's just like, you know, the soundtrack and them dancing. Now does, does eyeball Paul plan this or it just happens?
1: The puking? No, it just, uh i never thought he planned it
0: yeah i mean he embraces it and makes fun of them
1: yeah i guess not
0: surprised there's the music again oh come on oh puke count i haven't done
1: that i I can half watch because i know it's fake i just know it's fake somehow the zits look very real or if that was an accurate depiction like, it doesn't look like he, a guy would really puke that. And it sort of looks like milk got on him. Like, you know? he goes,
0: bye, guy, it's a guy dancing in a suitcase. <laughs> yeah, bye, sweaty guy. It's just, like, a funny touch. Like, this yeah. movie, is just comedy-wise, just to add that in there is so funny. And then they get picked up. You know, like, it's interesting that the actress would dress up as a guy and then have a line where he goes, tranny somebody uh-huh. and then he meets the boyfriends of the girls that they meet right now yeah and he's like oh you're butt boys and they're like no we're gay lovers he goes oh sorry gay lovers
1: i thought it was bum boy
0: bum boys you're right i think it was bum boys it is england ah this would be great with the music right here i have the music for you head, head. Ich den autobus ich den- oh tell me why we'll see the Germans again I think they're they're here the whole week they came to dance at Ibiza oh guess who's doing it right Kevin's parents are fucking right now you can hear it
1: Yeah, that's right now you see the camera on the nightstand oh here we go oh that was totally a boner count (laughs) that is seven
0: wow so the no one's got killed but we've seen seven boners at least a, a vomiting.
2: 12,
0: <laughs> the 12 pops is.
1: Now, this won't count, right? Because it's the same. No, boner? no, his boner is down, so it would count. Anyway, now he gets the bright idea to go film them because he's a horny 15-year-old. Right, it's not his parents. His parents it's are nowhere not. in this movie. That's right. It's totally not his parents. Absolutely yeah. not. It's two. It's a guy and a girl. It's a man. Or is it's, it an interesting lizard? Right.
0: Well, that's what he says. Because uh, one thing Perry does is stupid: is that he keeps the camera in his bag.
1: Yeah, right. <laughs> Shagging.
0: And they're saying like they're saying like catchy stuff. They're like, "Do it. All I want you to do is do it." <laughs> big up big up, big girl
1: whoa, whoa is he what's he what is that
0: i don't see a boner but he's whacking it is he whacking it in his sleep to his parents what? fucking
1: i don't know because what's he doing with his hand yeah is i, I like, think that's it he's
0: no but he's in pain like i guess he's whacking it though
1: weird scene hard time okay remember. yeah this scene had to be in one take because because Reese had to get on a plane to the go to do the replacements with Keanu Reeves
0: in New oh York. the football movie. Yeah. they like their scabs are the replacements.
1: Now he was in Spider Man No Way Home and another Spider, the Amazing Spider Man, as the Lizard. Oh, so, so he
0: was. I haven't seen it yet because it hasn't shown up on Disney, but he was in the one where all the other uni- old movie guys show up. I
1: guess yes. 2021 spider-man no way home yeah that's right multiverse villains all show up in one
0: all right so he was uh, i guess a garfield villain he
1: was lizard
0: yeah spider-man is so great it's like i'm gonna have to fight a lizard or a goblin or a gremlin oh or... you
1: mean he was lizard like just the voice of the lizard it's true but he was also oh, he was the actor yeah kurt connors so
0: I was just saying, the, the villains of Spider-Man, they're just like other animals. Rhine, yeah. Look out for the rhino this week. Spider-Man fights the rhino.
1: That's right. Yeah. In porn. Okay, so he's saying, I'm going to, you know, I love your tape, but really what he means is the porno tape.
0: Right, and he won't let him do it. He's like, let me go in a bag and record it. Yeah, they're pretty gullible.
1: <laughs> Look at them go.
0: So, do you, oh.
1: Let's clean it up.
0: Right, so this is just a rental they're living in right now. Like yeah. eyeball,
1: eyeball in the eyeball. All
0: oh, right. Hey, oh yeah, there's the henchman.
1: Hello, ladies. So play the tape now. This is an important scene. This guy was in Harry Potter and the Deathly Hollows. He's uh... I
0: don't I don't know which one that is.
1: All right, is that well, the first one? And he's he was in the Kingsman last year. He's, he's yeah, a serious actor in the United States. Oh, wasn't he uh, Rasputin? Hey, maybe I yeah. didn't pull out all of his. Um, I only pulled out the credits that I knew because the oh, engagement. You Yeah.
0: Oh, he's showing it like, here we go. So now his henchman's going to be like, just stop playing it.
1: Yeah. Give him the tape back.
0: Boss. Yeah. Right there. Give him the tape back.
1: You're boss. a soft liver lily, whatever. But that's so, the thing about this
0: movie. There's like a really terrible scene. And then he shows himself as like the hero in this film. Who? The henchman, the, the chauffeur.
1: Yes. Right. 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 Okay.
0: Oh, they're, now they're not friends
1: because yeah. I mean, Perry has betrayed a trust. He filmed, he filmed Kevin's parents fucking. And that is... Hey, he
0: walks around. And they play this horrible music while these uh, bubbles are being blown.
1: A mime or something? Oh,
0: topless. Topless, finally. He
1: doesn't care. Perry doesn't,
0: doesn't care.
1: Because he's hurt. He hurt his friend. Ooh, topless. Doesn't care. Doesn't even look. We don't have a boner count out of this scene because he doesn't care.
0: This is like such a cute dog. He's so lucky to be an Ibiza and find a friendly dog.
1: Right. All the Ibiza dogs I know. Yeah. The dick off.
0: Yeah, was... So this is a cute scene. Perry just meets a boy and he's just like, Hey, can I help you with the sandcastle? Yeah. And he just plays with the kid. And then he's like complimenting the kid at the end. Like, yeah, he, he built this castle.
1: Now it is not, um, uh, Oh, gosh, I forgot the name of the castle in the beginning. Ilsenork? Here, right. Dover Castle, Dover Castle. No, it's not. Okay, wow. This is a,
0: such a real moment. Teenager crying on vacation, looking at, like, young people having friends. I don't have having
1: friends. No, that was the girlfriends. That was the girlfriends. Oh, that was
0: the girlfriends. Oh, all right. Yeah. So that's small, small island.
1: It is. Well, it's so off of the coast of Spain. Maybe not the coast. It's in the Mediterranean, predicting. There's a song
0: by the Venga boys called We're Going to Ibiza to the Mediterranean Islands. But my wife and I always hear, We're going to eat pizza <laughs> <laughs> in the Mediterranean Islands. Now he's These crying. Are, he's this just is a nice moment. This is like the over teenager <laughs> and the dad's like, Come on, old bee. Hey, how about if we take you out for a drink? Would you like that? We'll go to a cigar bar.
1: Oh, all right. Come on now, darling. Now, she was really a theatrical actress at first, and then she switched to, like, TV.
0: Which they have some of these sketches on TV. I watched a couple, and she's great in it. I thought it was the same father, but there you go.
1: Yeah, she was Mrs. Patterson on the TV series Harry Enfield and Chum's. Uh, and he was playing, yeah, Kevin's teenage mum. She was, okay, today she retired from acting in 2012 and she's an interior designer. She has an interior design company, Forbes Ricks Designs, with her business partner, Natalie Forbes.
0: Love it. Good for her. So, all right, so he goes, uh, You guys are bub boys. They go, We're gay lovers. And I think it's funny that, like, you know, Perry is this, like, kind of, like, you know, a little homophobic 14 year old but played by a woman. So when he does, like, say these awful things, uh, it's the comedy is that it's played by a woman. I mean, how Shakespearean is something like that. You know, like, it's just like... Now, also... Oh, oh, that that's a half a shove. Yeah,
1: oh, didn't he get a boner?
0: He got a half a boner. He started, he covered it up. No, um, I guess he does have a boner. Go ahead, put, put a full I'm gonna one. I'm
1: going to put an asterisk in that. No, no,
0: put a full one. Put a full yeah. one. No asterisk. No asterisks. in We
1: know what they look like. Uh, okay now this is the scene in which we find out that you know she's candace and his name her name is gemma gemma and she doesn't have much of a career but we find she finds out that they like him, and they don't have boyfriends and we're going clubbing tonight and they complimented him, right you're right. very creative with the castle. What did she say? You have an autistic eye or whatever.
0: Right. He's all what yeah. the world is wrong. Oh, and yeah. I, so here he
1: goes. Eyeball. Paul will tell him, yeah, I like your tape. I'm gonna play it tonight. Am I gonna put it in my set? Why don't you guys come? I'll give you a lift. So he's armed with Perry's armed with great things to tell Kevin now to take him right. out of his
0: phone. But Kevin doesn't want to talk to him because Kevin per- betrayed, though no, Percy betrayed
1: Kevin. Right.
0: Yeah. Oh, I'm going to go to Ibiza and have like a little mobile, like an Airbnb. Right.
1: You see the two fingers?
0: Yeah, I know.
1: Okay. So it's really funny to me how if he did that. The middle finger, you and I would have an emotional reaction and we just go, Whoa, we flipped him the bird, right? But because it's England and he goes like this, like it's a reverse peace sign. We know it's bad, but we didn't grow up with a. There's no. It's, gu- it's, yeah?
0: it's interesting in this film because he's used his hands to say fuck off before. Right. And also, like, he's kind of uses his fingers to try to. Yeah. Uh, yeah.
1: That's another great scene with the, uh, sh- the, the chauffeur, the henchman. The chauffeur,
0: the henchman. He just becomes the hero of this movie right this movie is like about
1: on the boys laps
0: it's about these parents who take their spoiled kid to Ibiza and discover fucking
1: now look at this Kevin concedes like does a like shake (laughs) and he's like thank you Kevin thank you Kevin thank you
0: yeah look Kevin's trying to hold a grudge he can't right he can't but he's also dressed up nicely for this dinner with his parents,
1: right? And is it nice? It's horrible. That tie just does not go
0: bamboo and a tie, right. you put a tie on, yeah.
1: You don't wear that kind of shirt if you're going out in a tie, you wear a plain colored shirt or a pattern. So, anyway, oh, now he's delivering all the great news. Oh yeah. No, she asked about you. She said, as you are you well. They were they didn't they felt embarrassed for us we got spooked on.
0: It's so cute when they realize that like they they, they all like each other. Like it's yeah. just uh but they're you know they're kind of having the same problems as Kevin and Perry are right. All right, so the same with the parents, too. Like, this movie's about the parents. It's a well-written story.
2: Yeah.
1: Now, it was Harry Enfield who co-wrote it with a guy named Dave Cummings. He's a writer-producer. But he wrote a lot of the episodes of Harry Enfield in Chums, and he wrote this. And there was something called Spine Chillers in 2003. I don't know. But he was a member of the Scottish Rock Band. They were in Woodstock 94. Oh, right. Now, that's something thing about... Ru- Reese, Reese i fans. He was also in this ru- this um Welsh rock band called Super Furry Animals.
0: I know They're- Super Furry Animals. Animals, I didn't know that. Well, we they
1: got famous. He was
0: the lead singer. I didn't even know he was the lead singer. I I, I know the music. Oh, this is so great! This is like such a parent moment, right? You're fucking screw up, kids. Like, no, I'm, I, I promised I would do this, but I would rather go. This is the biggest opportunity, and you know what? I'm gonna stand up for myself and screw you, dad. And the dad's <laughs> yeah. gonna do like some kind of authority thing. He's like, "Well, pick up the tie," and he's like, "What? I'm not yeah slave. yeah, no way. I'm not your slave." And the parents, say, he's horrible. Yeah, but he's having fun. Yeah, <laughs> they don't care. They're gonna be he's fucking happy. in 20 minutes.
1: I was right. going to tell you oh yes, yes, super furry animals, right? Yeah. So the the henchman's gonna slam on the brakes and he goes, Well, what was that for? He goes, Oh, there's a cute puppy running across the road. He should have killed him. He goes, No, we don't kill cute puppies. And he goes, No, we like all furry animals. Oh, um,
0: so that's a reference oh. to super furry animals.
1: Yes. I yeah, like this actor. He was such a prick in this.
0: He's so funny in this because it's a stupid premise. It really is. Like if a lesser actor would not be able to sell eyeball, Paul. Right. You know.
1: Look here's yeah. your on a white label.
0: Yeah, right. Which is like a, a limited pressing. It's kind of bullshit that he doesn't at it, least work.
1: Yeah. Right. He's he's on. He's got a gig in, on an island and he's at a hotel, but yet he can press a record.
0: Well, I guess the DJs can. I mean, if you're going to premiere, you want to get the white label anyway.
1: So he has like a portable machine.
0: Probably they probably have a record. I mean, there must be an industry of white labels. I don't know. Yeah, you're right. I mean, this is another.
1: Now they really impress the girls when they show up in a limo.
0: (laughs) It's so funny how old those guys are.
1: Look at the bras hanging out. I know those aren't bras. They're bathing suits, right? So it's very funny how like Perry tries to hold the record just to feel it too, That's just true. like Kevin is, and Kevin doesn't let him.
0: they're trying to impress the girls by just holding this white
1: press, the white label. Whoop! <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, tonight, aren't you? Now he does the most offensive thing ever. Yeah, here it is. I'm not giving that to you.
0: But he goes, you're talking about the white label's not helping. And then, yeah, he does the most offensive thing.
1: Yeah, he's going to touch their pussies.
0: Right, he licks his fingers, and both in unison.
1: What an asshole. Look
0: at that. Well, who's going to stop him? This is gross. This is not the movie I signed up for. Ooh. Benjamin
1: to the rescue.
0: Wonder chauffeur.
1: Wonder chauffeur. On their laps
0: right he gets his face squished girls land on their lap Now
1: she goes may i sit on your knee and i don't know if that's a joke because he has a boner
0: it has to be a boner joke we just sat through a minute of it oh sorry about that boss it It was was a a puppy
1: dog right furry puppy and Evan says it right now we love all furry animals
0: yeah i mean this is like uh a I don't think an American movie would do that, or a movie would do that. This
1: thing. Whoa! There we go. See, ri- yeah, they yeah,
0: and they okay. smile. You counted those two, two boners.
1: So that is we- four. That's ten boners because we're not doing an asterix,
0: right? Ten boners. He got a boner in that scene. He just covered it up.
1: Now, mom and dad went to dinner alone <clears earlier throat> because Kevin went. No, oh, you're impossible. So now they see amnesia and they see their kid. So they're like let's go in there and have some fun
0: because the island is like two feet t- two two feet by two feet right? it
1: seems like, like it everywhere yeah. you're bumping into everyone else
0: but they charge the old people
1: well they yeah they they he'll complain like it's highway robbery. goes no senior citizens discounts in whatever english yeah. they speak
0: oh <laughs> right, here we go you yeah, can see me i was an extra yeah. This is where this movie just kind of falls apart, right? Like, they just play in the songs, and here's the DJ. I, you know, like, if you can't accept this
1: premise, then you're not going to like this movie. Right. Now, this is something I just, it was delusional, or maybe he was saying it sarcastically. Harry Enfield said in an interview on TV, Kevin and Perry Go Large is possibly the best film ever made. Come on, man.
0: Best soundtrack? I mean, honestly, like, I could listen to the soundtrack or I could watch the movie. It's the same experience. This
1: guy is a television guy, and he did, like, a Saturday Night Live Pat sketch and put it into a movie, and he wants to tell us it's possibly the best movie of all time. Was he being sarcastic? I don't know. With all due respect
0: to, to everyone involved in Wayne's role, this seems like a stiff competitor. Stiff competitor,
1: <laughs> <laughs> I got it. I got it. with 10 boners on our count thus far. You're right. Okay, it's their big moment. All I want to do is do it, is what they're gonna hear.
0: I haven't seen 10 boners since the Hustler movie review guide.
1: That's the old club. All <laughs>
0: Right, everyone's happy, and then yeah, The here.
1: parents are proud. Yeah, real club, and, uh, real club.
0: Well, they're all extras dancing to the song. Rip up, right, stage.
1: Right, the DJ booth is a sound stage. Because well, you
0: can, he, he gets angry. The uh, eyeball Paul because he yeah. sees that his song is kicking it, but now he's playing the fucking. You can hear that in the back. Right,
1: he, he's trying to do he's embarrassed the kids for his own personal amusement.
0: Not only did he press the white label, but he was able to edit the video and get it onto his his sound system. Very
1: believable.
0: And they get turned on by this
1: ultimately. Yeah, you're right. In the end it's like, well it's it's after Eyeball Paul gets his. Right. And and now they're with it, yeah. So
0: Oh, now here's they're saying their biggest teenage confessions.
1: Right,
0: the girls are listening,
1: and they're on the edge of their seats. If the girls are going to hate them,
0: but what's what's Candy say? She said, "My name, I'm famous." Right.
1: We love you.
0: And then eyeball Paul realizes it's not working out. Right, he's not getting
1: embarrassed at all. The
0: crowd loves this.
1: It's as if they planned the sex mix. Uh turn oh, it off. Enough of that, that. And everyone's like, whoa, fuck thumbs down. He goes, oh, he was, it's like getting exposed. Um
0: yeah, he's now he's just being nasty.
1: There was that Andy Griffin movie in which he got exposed on the
0: face of the crowd. This yeah. is his face of the crowd moment. All right, here we go. Here's Chris yeah, Farley the to hero. the rescue.
1: Henchman's the hero. He didn't yeah
0: and he, <laughs> what a great scene. You can see it falling into the crowd. Play the music, or I don't know what they're. You've seen this movie four times. What are they chanting?
1: Uh, I don't know. I know it's in. <laughs> Go, ahead.
0: Go ahead, pull it. You're right Then they drop pull the it. beat. And then they drop it, and then boom. And that's the end of this movie. Yeah,
1: that's and the not, I think they should have said big girl, big
0: girl here, and they don't. Well, they wanted the music back because he got so angry that this song was actually a hit. Like, But like, I'm saying
1: was, their big hit really at home was All I Want to Do is Do It. Now, here is hand-to-boob touching, like serious hand-to-boob
0: touching. Well, I think they did. I mean, they must have been. That's part of the joke. They're 14-year-old kids. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they're adults, too. They're not actually 14-year-olds.
1: Hand-to-butt touching on. hand oh, Hand-to-boob yeah. touching.
0: See, I think the parents enjoyed it. Well, they're
1: embarrassed. Look at them.
0: Yeah, they still did it. They still do but it. They're do not it.
1: having sex right now.
0: Oh, I thought they just like fucked off the idea of like that
1: rush. No, you, maybe you're right. You mean like they were, okay. So now they both lost their virginity. We learn <laughs> it's a beach of shagging. And Ibiza. So it's, a. Uh... and Candace admits she was a virgin too, but it's all done well, you know?
0: I have to say, like, my favorite line is when they do break up, and he goes, you're not my mate, and you're not my
1: fellow DJ. Right. Right now, he's like, was that you shagging on the thing? He's bragging. He's like, yeah. He goes, who's the bird? Me, Mom. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, I look like this. Are they doing it right now? I don't yeah.
1: think so. You mean, like, is he penetrating yeah. her? Yeah. Like- yeah. Maybe, but they could, they're in a sexual position. I think, yes. <laughs> they're both attempting <laughs> well, to have sex. Do. But look, the
0: whole beat, whole beach, it's like, that's what you do at ibiza You go out to the beach, you have sex.
1: But they're sort of just dry humping, right? Nobody's. Well, These maybe
0: they had, BBC has high professional standards and oh, make sure that their pants
1: are down. Now look, a beach full of, with BBC high standards. This is a movie, not a TV. Yeah.
0: It's a little pixelated for me. have you YouTube? Hey, I hope we don't get this movie pulled from YouTube, Carl. I, I love know this you movie. hope
1: that. It's a big, yeah, it's a, a big concern. So okay, I'm
0: here right. we are. We're back at the bookstore. Then we we'll be in. So and they the got
1: henchman. Is there the
0: works yeah. for their head? Yeah. Yeah, here you go. Right. It's Pear E. He goes,
1: guy. I shagged him before he was famous.
0: And then better midmother sex, the parents have their own Mr. and Mrs. Patterson. Oh. Oh.
1: oh. 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 You're I'm, in full There he is. There our, he is. Ed. Bye. Bye, Ed
3: all
0: this, but I think it by worked on, uh, red dwarf. That's where my American years yes, recognizes. Yeah. and I'm a big fan of red dwarf. Of course, he,
1: he did absolute, uh, episode of nine episodes of absolutely. Fabulous. Oh, no,
0: look, look the future of, uh, eyeball of Paul. His That's eyeball good. fell into the oh, drink right. during this That's... super sad DJ.
1: I never got that before. Now we see the BJ, they
0: right? which is historically accurate. Oh yeah. He's saying, you know, my mean, fellow DJ I the outtake, right? The, yeah. Mr. Uh, Mr. I said, can I have a ham jam sandwich? I thought it was ham sandwiches all the time. <laughs> right. So now the music just keeps going, but it's also that that like kind of crazy mashup they do with the theme.
1: What? Look, put it on, put it on. I don't know if it's backwards puking.
0: Oh, here you go. Oh, oh, does that count? Mistake, Do we uh, add that to the count? We
1: put it on for two seconds.
0: Oh, does that count?
1: Yeah. Oh, yes. That's oh, wait. It is though. That's a different shot, right? That I guess so. we shot. saw it
0: in the movie, and then I'm gonna have you to add the it? four. Yeah, and then I guess it's sixteen for the zip count because they they re-show four of them, two being at the same time, ministered All at right, the same so time.
1: The zip boner count is ten. Ten times did we get the joke
0: during <laughs> the movie. 10 yeah I mean this guy like the, just to play a teenager both of them it's just, a teenage boy it's just so funny she's yeah. great in this movie yeah. i watch anything with her and he's great in this movie they're all great in this film
1: yeah yeah this film Carl, is a good film
0: yeah I was gonna say it's the end credits Carl this movie and we're still we're watching lit, it yeah. but what you think of this movie
1: I enjoyed this movie very much it was a good film
0: yeah I agree I think this is like the, the greatest soundtrack I've heard on a movie it's just every song is a banger every song is great and this idea of of playing adolescents up as an adult which is you can see this Paul Whitehouse <laughs> great. uh what you see in pen 15 it's just a great concept and these guys pull it off and every awkward awful way that toxic way boys act yeah. and the fact to have these you know i guess technically old even though they're in their 30s right uh man and woman play the boys it's just so funny and then of course you got the rave culture like this is my ticket to go to ibiza i'm never gonna
1: <laughs> and this is like when it was like the 2000 yeah uh. this was 2000 shot and released in 2000 so it was exactly the right time so i would have
0: to go during goldie oldie night right where they're like we're playing the hits for 2000
1: late 90s rave was born but it did not die like until 2004
0: Well, different things there you go man in suitcase shugs
1: <laughs> Shugs. yeah good old shugs
0: wow they're still dancing well carl uh let's while that while this music plays and i do recommend just going to youtube and finding the soundtrack and listening to that uh and just just amazing stuff maybe here let me take a listen See, it was like kind of a, a different tune. I, yep, I get yep. it. Yeah, it went yap, yap. All right, we'll call it next week's movie. I haven't even told you this. I'm really excited about it. I know nothing of it other than it is called The Christian Licorice Store. Sorry, I had a burp in between the title. So uh, the three words
1: I was all excited. I thought we were going to say The Christian.
0: The Christian Licorice store and by liquor store, I don't mean licorice pizza, the record store in the San Bernino Valley during the 1970s. I'm talking about a Maude Adams view bridges, uh, Bo bridges, Bo bridges. What? Yeah. What did I say? Did I said, really say? Bridges. Bo Beau bridges. You're right. Bo bridges, Maude Adams star. Uh, he is a celebrity athlete. Who's now in Los Angeles questioning. Why am I in LA man? And it's like from the early seventies. So we could keep the rave going, or we can go to the trailer for this film. The
1: Christian Licorice Store.
0: Nineteen seventy one, I believe. Wow, this is such a great movie.
1: Yeah, it really was. Yeah. Like I want to play the The Christian Licorice Store. Is there a trailer, Carl? I'm looking.
0: I'm still playing the credits in case right, it's nineteen seventy one.
1: Uh, there is no. There's no. It's an hour twenty-two. <laughs> Here's a minute thirty. It's Tim Buckley. He looks like he's playing a guitar.
0: Oh, we'll say it's a song. Well, it's an interesting cast, and it is a. Uh, I don't know. It seems like a, a a curio from a time period long ago. Now, as we leave the rave scene from the <laughs> two thousand, as we leave. Here we go. Big girl. <laughs> performed by the precocious brass featuring kevin and perry big girl the yamada mix uh, i'm in a mood for love sweet harry performed my nightmare. nightmare on wax
1: uh sunburst big girl the shaft remix straight yeah. to hell by the clash it's a great song it's a little on the nose
0: there you go fat boy slim
1: pure, but a great song
0: lang follow me god that song's great Oscar the King of Snake, King of Snake, King of Snake, King of yeah, Snake.
1: Right, I remember that.
0: And it was Fatboy Slim remixes Underworld. Uh, wow, Paul Oakenfield <laughs> and Andy Gray. Oh yeah, Tracks—that's their song.
1: Wonderwall is credited. Look oh, because they sang it.
0: it. I uh, released the bats.
1: Look of love and. In- it wasn't, it was written by Burt Bacharach. You can see there, but it wasn't sung by Dusty Springfield. That's the good one.
0: Oh, right. Well, they just needed a couple minutes of it and then get right. it out. You know, it probably cost them less money. I don't and- know if it's on the soundtrack either. I know all these songs are on it.
1: Elixir, Virgin, Virgin. you
0: Right, know. Virgin, go to Virgin Megastore and buy it, fly over to Virgin Megastore. We want to thank Virgin Sun Limited, Virgin Megastore Limited. And then, with the thanks of two spaced-out people we met at Ibiza, 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 don't, don't cry for cry me. do for me, Ibiza. Ibiza. What do you like on your Ibiza?
1: I get um, anchovies, which a lot of people do not like. Yeah,
0: not a lot of people like anchovies on their Ibiza. Yeah.
1: I'm making well, food for them right now.
0: Well, ladies and gentlemen, that has been our show. We hope you enjoyed Kevin and Perry Go Large as much as we did. We hope you enjoy it again on YouTube, and we hope it stays on YouTube. And we also uh, want you to get ready for the Christian Licorice Store. Again, not the Christian, not liquid pizza, licorice pizza, the liquid Christian store. The Christian
1: Christian Licorice Store.
0: L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. That is our acronym, subscribe to our YouTube channel, subscribe to our podcast, listen to us every Sunday on Muni Radio, listen to the show before us, what's really happening, and yeah. donate to Muni Radio. There's three great ways you can do it. You can go to Venmo at Muni Radio, you can go to the Patreon page, and you can also go to mutinyradio.fm. They'll have the most current donate button, as well as the fundraiser, as we try to approach 10 grand by June, 2022. Okay. So... Go get your details on our website, and we'll see you guys next week.
1: Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube With Mike Spiegelman Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube With Mike man
4: Good evening, my name's Gladys. Uh, Gonna try to be a little bit funny. God, it's so hard to remember how. uh, I moved to a different city recently, and you know, when you do something like that, it can be so hard to meet new people. But boy, it's easy to meet old people. They are eager to talk. Just just right on the bus. That's how I met my grandpa, actually. Uh, During COVID, been up to a lot of writing. Get a lot of writing done. I wrote a prequel to Jaws. No. It's called No Sharks Here, <laughs> Shark-Free Town. I wrote a prequel to The Exorcist it's called This Girl's Fine, <laughs> she's normal and shit. I was in line at the bank with my boyfriend, he pointed some of the tellers, he said, hey, marry, fuck, kill. And I said, uh, yeah, that's the plan. <laughs> So I come come from one of those big Southern families in the South, uh, the deep South, let me tell you. One of those places where they think that like Sprite is good for you because it's clear. And they reuse the name Chris a lot in my family. We got like four Chrises. We got Little Chris. We got my cousin, Big Chris. We have my brother, City Chris. And even though my brother is both taller than Big Chris and has a lower BMI than Little Chris, they call him City Chris because he got caught reading a book in a duck blind. (laughs) and he never never lived it down Uh, hey a lot of people these days into polyamory Uh, I don't know much about that life Uh, I do know from what I've observed uh, if you're going to open up your relationship if you're going to have like an open marriage it seems like it's going to be a lot like opening up a good bottle of red wine in that once you do it, once you open it uh, it's going to last about five days (laughs) I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm joking. But seriously, they can be so sanctimonious about it. They really believe that it's like not just falling in love with a bunch of people. It's a better way to live. I feel like sometimes they're saying to me, uh, hey, you know, I can have my cake and I can eat it, too. And they're also saying, you know, cake eating, it's one of the highest virtues. And I'm a little more enlightened than you because of all the cake that I ate. I also hear him saying to me, Hey, can I spend the night at your house? Because they are all mad at me. I, I can't go back to that apartment. I got the cake all over me. Now I need to take a shower. Uh, so I was at the library recently. I saw a sign for adult coloring time. You know about this? You know the coloring's not just for little kids and people that got hit really hard in the head, right? These days it's for adults to do, right out in the open. And this sign, this sign of the library, here's what it said verbatim. It said, adult coloring time, join us from one to three PM in the upstairs reading room or just stop by for however long you like. And that last part really tripped me out because like of all the things about adult coloring time, yeah, I know I can leave when I want to. Uh, This isn't the one where you lock the doors. This isn't the one where I have to keep going after my hand cramps up. Yeah, I know. Basically, most signs have that little subtext after it that you you don't need, you know, like they don't need to put class meets three times a week or never, if that's what you want. Just don't show up. This is a fire exit or just stay in the fire, bro. It's your life burned to death in the hallway of this Ramada Inn.
3: Howdy folks, this is Finch bringing you another episode of Always Free Radio, the podcast and internet streaming radio show that is by, for, and about people that like to participate in rainbow gatherings. This show is brought to you on Mutiny Radio, and you can listen to it every week live on the internet on Tuesdays from 4 to 6 p.m. San Francisco time, that's Pacific time, on mutinyradio.fm. And if you missed the live show, you can also listen to it by downloading it as a podcast uh, by looking for the podcast called Always Free. That's A-L-L-W-A-Y-S-F-R-E-E, and it's all one word. You can look for it on wherever you get your podcasts, whatever your provider is. The, uh, the stand-up comedy that you just heard uh, was brought to you by Gladys uh, Emily Downing and it was performed at the Pennsylvania Prism Rainbow Gathering this last summer uh, in 2021 Um, unfortunately Gladys tragically lost her life a week ago on Tuesday and The entire community is reeling from this loss. Um, She was an absolute titan, uh, a rainbow superstar. And she was also a stand-up comedian. So we are dedicating this episode to Gladys. And next part of the uh, show that you will hear is her full 30-minute stand-up act uh, at the same Pennsylvania Prism Rainbow Gathering. Uh, Gladys is survived by her twin babies, Gertrude and Elmer, who are going to be raised by their father now and hopefully with a little bit of help from all of us. Um, We also suffered another tragic loss this week, John Buffalo. passed away on Monday, May the second, and John was one of our most longtime and most dedicated family. He did Chantasina for decades and he he participated in every part of Rainbow and he will he will be missed very, very much. Uh, finally, after uh, after we listen to this next stand-up set, uh, there has been a flurry of rainbow-gathering-related news uh, in the media recently. Colorado has figured out that the 50th anniversary rainbow-gathering will be coming their way, and the newspapers are all trying to guess where it'll be, how many people are coming, what the impact will be, and all of us are watching and trying to see how many times the headline will say that we are descending on some mountain town or another. Uh, so enjoy the current event and news download. But first, we hope you will enjoy a few laughs with our favorite rainbow stand-up comedian. We love you, Gladys. This episode's for you.
4: It's happening. It's happening. It's happening. Oh, good evening. First of all, you guys, thank you so much for letting me practice. Oh, my god. It's been like a year, so uh, don't, don't expect much. But, but this is a golden opportunity for me. And I'm so grateful. Um, also, I used up all my short jokes the other night, so let's, let's just get into it. Uh, my name's Gladys. I did move to New England for the winter time. Uh, I know that's kind of unusual. I know a lot of people up here don't appreciate it. I hear, I hear them all the time. They fantasize about moving to Florida or Arizona or California, and they don't even know, I, I mean, I, I can tell what they're thinking. They're like, oh, I'm gonna wear flip-flops all the time. I can lick a metal pole all year round. Uh, I'm gonna wear a straw hat, like in the Jason Mraz videos. But man, it's it. that kind of thing can turn out with the darkness. Because, okay, basically when we don't share an objective reality that is the weather can kill you for half the year, hippies start thinking all the ideas in their head are right. It's terrifying. Just any idea that pops into their stupid little dreadlock head could be correct. You know, stuff like vaccines cause autism. I should wear a more whimsical hat. Uh, You know what I should do? Start Start a chapstick company with weed in it. That's what I should do with my entire life. Basically, I'm saying that you need the harsh winter time to press your hippies down. Man, you get out there it starts getting kind of spooky. I mean, up in Vermont, it's great. Even our rednecks like, you know, your eighth generation Vermonter, they're they're pretty they're pretty good. A, they've been to another country. They've been to Canada. B, you know, they just got that out of the gene pool a long time ago. If you couldn't hang out at a party 300 years ago, you had to go outside. And it's -30 and that's that's the end of you. You know, out west, somebody can't behave. They go outside. They're just outside right outside like right fogging up the windows right out there be like oh people don't know so much i'm just gonna walk out of this party and sleep underneath the manzanita tree (laughs) so i I moved to new england from the deep south um south it's it's been in the news lately for rising again and you know we had a lot of problems out there growing up i mean i'll get into it you know crystal meth It, it ravages communities and People are always so down on meth heads, but, you know, there's some upsides. There's some upsides. For one thing, meth heads, man, they'll make you super nostalgic for crack heads. And how how they just want more crack and you can predict all their actions based on that. The thing with meth is, oh man, it makes you super crazy. It costs almost nothing. Like you can do three days a week at Burger King and pay for your meth habit. So what you have, what you have is a lot of crazy people walking around very quickly, obviously. A lot of time on their hands to work on their bespoke insanities. It'll be stories like, oh, my, my neighbors stealing my spark plugs, but you know, it's so we can build a time machine so we can go back in time and break Avril Levine's nose and somehow that's gonna end the designated hitter rule. So, yes, you know, for a good cause. I'm not mad. Or, like, you'll be in an alley and some dude will come up and you think he's going to rob you or whatever. But he just wants you to sign a contract he made about not taking your shoelaces for granted. <laughs> so, that's fine. That's fun. Uh, I had two kids recently. Or so they tell me. Uh, I know, that shit's been hard. Because I didn't even have that thing in high school where they give you, like, a fake baby. <laughs> that you can take care of? Did it happen at anybody's high school? Yeah. In real life? What, what kind of baby was it? What the a sack of flour. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> I, thought, cause they had, I thought it was going to be an egg, like in Saved by the Bell. Because now they have the mechanic. A sack of flour? That's not realistic at all. You can't- You can take a baby to a fish fry.
3: Like, a sack of
4: flour. Watch that out. Flour, Man, weird. No, I mean, the whole point of that assignment is they wanted you to fail, right? They want you to have the baby, and you see how much it sucks to be a teen mom, and then you don't want to be a teen mom. But then, like, if you do pass the assignment, are you good to go? Are you good to be one now? Like, like when Mothers Against Drunk Driving comes to your school fair, and they have those goggles you put on that makes you drunk, and then you drive with them. But then if you do a good job driving, they give you a laminated card that says you're allowed to drive drunk now
2: because you did it.
4: Or like when the D.A.R.E. officer comes to your school, and he's got all those little samples of drugs in a plastic case, and then he lets you do some of the blow, and you're, you're so good at doing it. You're so good at doing it. You, do, you say all the stuff that people in cocaine are supposed to say to each other. Like, like, oh, your idea for a restaurant sounds incredible. I just, I think it's important to be honest with children about where restaurants come from. (laughs) I think you gotta sit them down on the edge of the bed and look right in their eyes and just say, when two men named Philip and Dana love themselves very, very much, they have a restaurant concept together. And that's where they come from. People these days, a lot of people these days, they want comedians to be like more than comedians. They want to be like, you know, preachers or motivational speakers. They want them to, ask, you know, ask the important questions in life. So I'll I'll try. Can anybody name all the members of Limp Biscuit? <laughs> Any of them? You guys, you guys know at least one, right? Fred Durst. Right. It would be Fred. It would be Fred Durst. And then some people. I guess some people also know about the spooky bla- uh, the, the spooky bass player yeah i'm not familiar with him
3: Uh,
4: did you know that wasn't a puppet (laughs) that was a real dude (laughs) just wearing contacts but yeah fred durst is the only one anybody ever knew and that would be really good to be fred durst in the 90s because it's like you know you're getting the good restaurant tables you're getting all the barred out groupies um you would want to be him not the drummer because it's like nobody knows who the drummer is but then if you go fast forward to today You'd way rather be the drummer because you're getting those residual checks, but nobody knows you're in Limp (laughs) Biscuit. Nobody but you. Not like Fred Durst, who has who has two hundred and ten million dollars. I looked that up. He's a rich man, but he can't enjoy it because uh, he's trapped inside the body of Fred Durst. Like even if you rent out the entire go-kart pavilion, like there's still, you know, the two employees are still laughing because it's Fred Durst there. That's hilarious. He's, I'm, I'm just saying he lives in a prison made out of Fred Durst. <laughs> and so you can't even enjoy the riches. Now, wasn't it crazy how Linkin Park made all those songs about dudes having emotions, but they had to use super tough action verbs yeah. so they'd accept it? Like, dudes are always, and people in the songs, are like, they're crawling and falling <laughs> and ripping and tearing. It's like, we get it. You're feeling stuff. You're feeling stuff. Okay, uh... <laughs> It's, I feel it's pretty boring when white people talk about their heritage, right? When someone's trapped you in a conversation, they're telling you about how they're Scotch German Irish on their mom's side and they're Dutch Irish Scotch on their dad's side and so on and so forth. I don't know. I don't think people, Caucasians, should, uh, get to have heritage like that. There's, there's usually, I mean, Irish is definitely going to be in there. The Irish are super proud of being Irish all the time. So many parades. But then I guess, you know, there was how they used to be like slaves and people considered them like less than human, like not even white, like a subspecies of human. We should get back to that. We should bring that was that was tight, in my opinion. Ugh. Knock him down a, a bit. Oh. <laughs> oh, I know, you were slaves. Um Man, so, people here listen to NPR, Bet I bet you've heard stuff about, like, the call of the abyss. Anybody ever heard of of that phrase before? It's a name for that feeling that you get when you're on, like, top of... Like, like when you're on top of a building and you think about, think about falling off, when you think about the worst possible thing that could happen. If you're driving and you think about jerking the wheel, not that you're going to do it, you're not suicidal. You're just thinking about, you know, what would happen if I went down that route. I've... I've been having a lot of conversational call of the abyss lately when i'm talking to folks i just it's it's fucking with my enjoyment of life okay the the, the the real example like the real life example of this was i was hanging out with my friends the other day and uh there was a story on the news about some scientologists in turkey that were handing out pamphlets and uh they were charged with this with this old school crime over there called like inciting fear Inciting fear on the street, and since it was a story about Scientology, of course they have a picture of Tom Cruise up there, just like a random red uh, red, uh, red carpet picture of Tom Cruise doing that toothy, Tom Cruise grin he does, where he's like, like that one. And I stood up and went over the TV, and, like pointed at his his fucked up big front teeth, and I was like, Hey guys, more like incising fear, am I right? <laughs> Which caused a mild titter. It's not a good joke, it caused a mild titter of laughter, but I couldn't even enjoy that little tiny moment of pleasure, bringing other people laughter, because immediately I was thinking, man, you know what would make things really upsetting and awkward, if you just said that again. If you just said the punchline again, more like incising fear, am I right?
2: For a second time.
4: But then that would probably, it'd probably work out because people would think you were just excited about your joke landing and were like saying it one more time. They'd give you a little, a little credit but then, man, if you said it a third time, <laughs> you're like, hey guys, more like incising fear, am I right? Ha ha ha. More like incising fear, am I right? More like incising fear,
2: <laughs>
4: am I right? That third time, like, people are gonna frown a little bit and furrow their brows, and they're probably not gonna say anything. They might shoot each other at glance, but then what if you said it a fourth time? <laughs> What if you said it four times? Oh, fuck. Now this is like the worst part of everyone's day. They feel so uncomfortable. They're fucking hating it. They're hating it. Oh, geez. They're like looking around. Man, and then you get into like five, six, seven, people are looking at the table. They might try to physically leave the room. Fear's like more like incising fear, right? More like incising fear. And then you go into like eight, nine, ten times. They have to look at you because what if you stab them? They don't want to get stabbed. Oh.
3: And then it's like,
4: how many times can you say the same thing in a row before they like, Call somebody before like they get a straight jacket for you and put it on you or like just get on the phone about it. I mean I, not out here though, fuck not right here. You could say something five hundred thousand times and you'd just be like, oh that's more like incising fear March. Just, <laughs> he's like that, we love him. He's great. Uh, okay, so here's here's a, here's a thing that's hard to do in audiences of normal people, though the easier out here like stuff about traveling, it's hard to explain the lifestyle to people. It's hard to explain a lifestyle where it's like, I would spend a lot of time doing stuff in front of signs that were telling me exactly not to do that. Like the sign says no soliciting, but I'm hardcore soliciting all day getting, getting that cash or sign that says, you know, dogs must be leashed. And my dog's never on a leash. I would never, come on, forget about it. Uh, and then, you know, eventually a security guard will come up to you and they'll like jerk their thumb back at the sign you know tell you got to get out of here sometimes sometimes they would point to the sign and be like hey can't you read and when I had that opportunity I would always say no (laughs) and that would usually they just give me a weird look but then sometimes oh my god sometimes they would be like why (laughs) and then then you got a real sandbox to play in that's so good you can say you know I'm always gonna say something I'm always gonna say something real like something that's going on in someone's real life. Like, oh, I was actually like in a cult until I ran away at age 21 and they never taught us how to read and we didn't really go much past the third grade or whatever, and can you help me get my documents, like a social security card (laughs) like ask them. You know, or like some frozen airplane waste. It fell out and it hit me on the head. And ever since then, I can't read. And, and the hope is that he, like, goes home to his family that night and he tells them of this fantastical tale of this of this person that he met and their story, and then they all think about people whose lives are different from theirs and might not have the same opportunities. And they, they you know, have a better understanding, more empathy. Or there's also the possibility he says to me hey my sister's the only person who's been hit by frozen airplane poop in this hemisphere since 1974 and then now i learned something i'm the one that learned the lesson and i'd like that too man being out being out there sometimes you know you you're, you're out there for years and stuff sometimes the compass gets a little spun you You start wondering if you're doing the right thing. I would. I mean, I was having a great time out there, but just driving all over America, I'd wonder myself, is it right to be doing this? Should I be out here doing all these drugs, having depraved sex with strangers? Um, Is it the best use of my talents and time, limited though they may be? And when I was having one of these moments of, you know, sort of like existential crisis, um, I'm so glad that I got behind an edible arrangements truck because once I saw that truck and that papaya response, uh, <clears throat> I knew that, like, I just remembered edible arraign- uh, e- edible arrangements and what it is <laughs> that there's, like, a whole building where, where people have to show up to so they can cut up pineapples and put wooden dowels in them, and that they're using fossil fuels to, like haul it all over america to like i guess people that work at the bank i don't know who orders edible arrangements but like it's an entire company that people work for and you know kind of harming the environment with their activities and i'm fine you know if that's going on i'm good i'm good to go i'm not i'm not the person that stuck a wooden dowel in a cookie and uh took that to the bank to get a loan about it everything i do is fine (laughs) <laughs> so, you guys, speaking of not being able to read, you guys have, you've, you've, you've probably heard of dyslexia before, right? Yeah. So They they told me when I was little I had an opposite condition called hyperlexia. And I don't know how true that is, but I could definitely read before I could talk, or before I was, you know, like three. And, and uh, can still read pretty fast. And, uh, growing up, you'd, you'd think that would be a, you know, a boon that would get you ahead in life, but also it didn't really come with like a expanded you know maturity or consciousness or intellectual ability i could just read the words really fast my parents wouldn't take me to the library they would just take me to like the grocery store where they would buy me every stephen king book uh in print and man when I was six, I read Cujo because it had a doggie on the cover. <laughs> and you guys, in the book Cujo, a guy breaks into his girlfriend's apartment, smashes every single thing that she owns, ejaculates on her bedspread, and then leaves. And at the time, that was distressing to me because, you know, I mean, first of all, I didn't want all my unicorn figurines smashed, but also the semen part. That was that was hard for me to deal with because like I knew Salem's Lot wasn't real and that like uh, you know Pet Cemetery was a made up story, but I I was already pretty aware that Seaman was hella real, like as a concept and around me all the time, and and I just I just didn't know is that is that how adults treated each other? Is this what dating was gonna be like? Is this what I have to get ready for? <laughs> But it didn't even matter because, like, now if I came home now and found a puddle of semen on my bedspread, y'all, I'm not even washing that for like four days. I'm just kicking it to the bottom of the bed. Who cares? Who cares? Uh. So man, child actors. Why are, why are we still why are we still having them? Like, I'm not the best parent, but I know more than to ever let that happen to my kid. What a bizarre ass life. It's the only profession too, that we allow kids to do if they want to. It's not like anyone's like, oh, our son, Mark, you know, Mur- Murphy just loves oil fracking. So, so we did quit our jobs and moved to North Dakota just to, just to give him a push, see if it works out for him. As long as he's enjoying it though. No one, even if you're like, even if your first graders a math whiz, no one's like, oh, you should pull him out of elementary school, and make him a CPA. That- that'd be good for him. And honestly, oil fracking would probably be safer for kids as a profession because, like, acting's the only profession that requires you on a daily basis to put your kids in the car and drive them on purpose to a building that's full of, like, you know, pedophiles and sycophants and, like, people that whiten their dog's teeth and just the absolute scum of the earth. People that- that are probably gonna fuck up your kids mentally and probably just plain fuck them. And I've heard that's bad for their development. (laughs) It's not good for them. Man, I can't even enjoy watching a movie that has a bunch of kids in it, like Stranger Things or something. I feel like I'm watching a snuff film of their childhood. I feel like I'm watching a movie, uh, you know, where the dog dies, but from back before it was illegal to kill animals on screen. Which was 1939. You guys know that before 1939, those horses are not okay. They didn't make it. It It wasn't good for them. Man, and then sometimes people try to tell me, "Oh, some of the child actors turn out all right." What about Jodie Foster? Jodie Foster's okay, but you guys know Jodie Foster's like best friends with Mel Gibson. So is she okay? <laughs> is she okay? Uh, I got more, but I think I think I'm just gonna stop now. Why? No more. That's amazing. Why? Okay. Um, <laughs> what did I have? What I've written on the sheet of paper. Poker Stories is one of. <laughs> Poker
2: story. Oh. Testosterone. Testosterone. Testosterone.
4: Testosterone. Testosterone. Testosterone starts off with talking about NPR and like uh, I'm not sure that might be like a little specialized. I don't know. It's just I, it's a little cute for me lately. You guys listen to NPR often? Sometimes. I don't know. Like Steve Inskeep pretending not to know how to pronounce like rap you know words and rap lyrics on the bumper stuff and like oh man Radio Lab, fucking Radio Lab like, if you're telling a story that takes place in England, you don't have to play Hail Britannia for me to, like, <laughs> hold that idea in my head. It's fucking babyish. Um, but anyway, so I was listening to it one day because there's nothing else in the car. They were doing a story about testosterone, like people that had too much of it or too little of it, people that had, like, transitioned their gender or whatever and what that was like. And um, they were going down a list of, like, uh... Of like fact uh, attributes to people that had like a lot of testosterone in their body and i was hearing it i was like okay yeah maybe identify with some of that it was stuff like square palms and like a deep voice and a, one of them literally this is literally one of them a wolfish grin <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, another one of them was if you were in high school voted most likely to sarah connor which i was no that wasn't really one that was really one uh but the last one uh, they told you about, which is completely real, was that levels of testosterone rise when you are uh, both working out, like in the middle of a really hard workout, or watching violence, even recorded violence, like people fighting. And when I heard that, I knew it was time to take my workouts to the next level by <laughs> watching videos of people beating the shit out of each other first. Yeah. And you guys, it is—it works so well. Oh my god, I would you util- Go to, go to any kind of fight porn site. It, you know, when you're, like, watching a video of a fight at 2 a.m. and you get embarrassingly hype about it, like... Like, you're, like UFC? Yeah, sure, that too. But, I mean, no, I want them to, like, mean it. I want someone to have <laughs> snatched somebody's something and then now, like, an unholy fury is coming down. I watched them all, high school fight videos. Like, I didn't get into the Appalachian preschool MMA backyard <laughs> scene. But that exists. Uh, uh, uh. That exists and it's out there. And uh, I'm so grateful. But then it got me in trouble because back when I was living my car, I would work out sometimes by sneaking into the fitness room of, like, a Ramada Inn or something. Uh, You would just, like, fish a Starbucks cup out of the garbage, have sweatpants on and a messy bun. And then now, you know, bust out a workout real quick before I go fly a sign. And I'm I'm in the Ramada one time waiting for somebody with a card to come swipe it through so he can get into the little tiny room with the foggy mirrors and the like one Nordic track and I'm listening to I'm I'm watching the fights on my cell phone with headphones and then eventually this like elderly dude in basketball shorts uh comes to use the gym which is great for me He stands up he swipes the card and as he goes in I duck in behind him really quick and as I do the door slams shut and catches my headphones and pulls them out of the phone. And then now all of a sudden, we're like in this tiny room together and there's just the sounds of like, get him, Jeremy, get him, Jeremy. <laughs> fuck him up, fuck him up. And he was like looking at me, kind of confused. I was just like, this is what music sounds like now? This is what the kids listen to? <laughs> um. Okay i don't want to talk about the myers-briggs personality index i don't want to talk about pedophiles um, i invented some new dog breeds i guess you know like i mean it just sucks that we have all these dogs that that are trained to do hyper specialized tasks and we took all their dogs away i mean we took all their uh, jobs away in the span of like 50 years i just don't think it's fair they're, like, quivering with excitement to do the thing they were trained to do. and no, we don't let them do it. we got to start over. we got to start from scratch. Dogs for modern people to solve modern problems. You know, like a, a dog, like a retriever, but they only retrieve cash and jewels. And also they can break into people's houses. That's a dog that I could use um you know dogs that are good for selfies really glossy stand in front of you reflect the light Uh, dogs that like secrete antibiotics from their eyes but every day they change a little bit to keep up with today's fast-paced MRSA outbreaks you know like a mid a dog that If people call themselves their dog's mom, maybe you hit 40 and the dog's face will change to look like your face. So then you don't feel so bad about not completing the biological imperative. I don't know. Sometimes when I'm in public with my dog, she'll be asleep and she'll be twitching like dogs do when they dream. And, you know, making little noises and shit. And people are always like, oh, she must be chasing rabbits. Or, you know, stuff that dogs do during the day. But sometimes the dog tries to hump me, so it's like you got to figure some of those dreams. Some of those dreams, you're not stopping them. Like, you're into it. Hmm. Of all the things that COVID took away from us in Burlington, Vermont, near where I live, the one thing I can't believe it didn't take away was the axe-throwing bar. (laughs) somehow there's still a bar it survived the pandemic where you